0: And so, right now, we're going to make ready to dedicate some babies And uh, so if if the parents would get ready, and Pastor Jeff's coming, and uh, we're going to move forward with the service.
1: All right. Well, Pastor Brett already said it. We're getting ready to begin our baby dedication ceremony right now. Uh, We are dedicating a whole bunch of babies, so this is exciting. Uh, Some of you might ask, what is a baby dedication? Um, A baby dedication is a time where parents uh, make a vow to the Lord before the church congregation uh, to raise their child according to God's Word. Uh, Some of the responsibilities include praying earnestly uh, for their child, demonstrating practical examples of godliness, and teaching their child God's Word and God's ways. Uh, We find the roots of this ceremony in 1 Samuel the Bible where a Jewish woman named Hannah dedicated her child Samuel to God's purpose. We also find in Luke, the second chapter, where Mary and Joseph brought Joseph, Jesus to the temple uh, to be dedicated to God. Therefore, we use these and other biblical examples as a guide for what parents do in raising their children in godly homes. So, parents, at this time, uh, please make preparations for this ceremony as the rest of us direct our attention to the screens for a special baby dedication video.
2: This is Bailey. Bailey is only four weeks old and Bailey is my daughter she has her entire life ahead of her she's a fresh start a clean slate what lies ahead for her what will she choose one could imagine all sorts of things for Bailey will she choose to be a doctor Race car driver, maybe. Maybe she'll choose to be an astronaut.
3: One small step for man, one giant leap
2: for How about a clown? Or a marine biologist. She might even be a movie star or a rock star. (laughs) I wonder if she'll choose to be brought up in a God-loving, Christ-centered home. Hmm. If only she could. You see, that's not her choice. She'll need to gain the biblical wisdom needed to make her choices. By being taught and by watching the example she sees lived out in front of her. If she's brought up in this manner, this little angel will thank me.
1: All right, so we're so excited to have all these parents coming in today uh, to make the commitment before us. So, parents, as I call your child's name, please make your way to the stage. All right, so first, we have Braddox White, son of Caleb and Kayla White. Next, we have Jessa Lee McNeil, daughter of Jason and Jennifer McNeil. Then we have Amelia uh, Bryn Rose, daughter of Aaron Rose. We have Adelie Bays, daughter of George Bays and Haley Canaster. And we have Lincoln Joseph Taylor, son of Marshall Taylor and Alexis Poole. We have Penny Marie Rinder, daughter of Sergio and Leslie Rinder. We have Emma Wright, daughter of Will and Sarah Wright. Scarlett Harris, daughter of Mary Harris. Kamaya Brown, daughter of Amber Newberry and Deontay Brown. Dustin Thomas, son of Chelsea Edwards. And Emily Marie Krigger, daughter of Lacey Krigger. At this time, Pastor Brett's coming to ask the parents the dedication questions of
0: commitment and pray over each child. Let me get my mic on. Hey, if you're a proud grandparent, it's okay to come up here and take a closer picture if you want to. We're just laid laid back. Just don't get in the baptismal water and start splashing around, okay? It's an honor for all of you to be up here, and this is a commitment that you're making to God to raise your children in a godly manner and we are excited i'm excited and because we want our children to know the lord and we want our children excited about coming to church that's why we put in a big playground we have kids want to come on tuesday they want to come on thursday is it sunday yet i want to go to church and that's what we want amen we want our kids excited about coming to church so parents i'm going to read some commitment questions to and i want each of you to respond i will okay that you're dedicating your child unto the Lord. So here we go. Will you teach your child God's word and pray earnestly for them? We will, amen. Will you do your best to model for your child a life of obedience to God's purpose? Amen, we will. When your child is old enough, will you teach them how to make their own decision to trust Jesus as their Savior? Okay, so... Uh, at this time, I'm going to take an opportunity, and I'm going to go and pray for every family. So it's going to take a minute. So what I ask for you, especially if you're a grandparent or a parent of somebody up here, put your hand up towards them and pray towards them. You with me? All right. So let's pray. Everybody bow your heads, or if, you got, if you're watching, put your hand out towards this. Father, I thank you that this family represented right here, that he raises this child in a godly manner, that he shows her Jesus And we thank you, Father, for this family in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this this little girl right here, Lord God, that uh, she's going to raise her uh, to know Jesus, to teach her the word of God, to demonstrate the word of God. We thank you for this family, Lord God, that he turns his heart towards you because mom brings him to church, teaches him the word, shows him the way. Father, we thank you that you bless this family, Lord, to raise this child in a godly manner and be blessed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this sweetheart right here that you bless not only her but this family. You give them wisdom, mom wisdom and dad wisdom to raise her in a godly manner. We thank you, Father, for this little child, Lord, that you uh, give her parents wisdom and understanding how to raise her in the ways of God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that this, becomes a, this is a mighty man of God right here. We thank you, Lord God, that they raise him uh, to know you. And Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. What a smile. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this sweetheart, that you give them wisdom and understanding, Lord, to raise this child in the ways of God. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you uh, that you give them understanding, Father, how to reach your heart, how to lead and guide her uh, to know Jesus. And Father, we thank you for this family, for this little sweetheart right here, Lord, that you bless them, give them wisdom, give them understanding the word, that she'll Know the Word of God. And Father, we thank you for this family right here that you bless this little man. Lord God, that he becomes a mighty man of God uh, to serve you and give his parents wisdom. In Jesus' name. Now, before I let you all go, give him a hand clap. (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. God gave you that child because you're the best parent that child can have. Don't be looking at somebody else. Well, I'm not that. I don't know what I'm doing. God gave you, though, your children. Because you're the best, you're responsible, God, you're responsible enough to raise them, okay? So let's raise them in a godly manner and, and, and raise them. And uh, this is a confession that you need to pray. You with me? My child, and say, my child understands the Word of God. That's something, you know what, you teach them the Word, but you know what, the Holy Spirit is your helper. And you ask the Holy Spirit to help you and give your child understanding. And they will. They can understand. The Bible says a child can lead you. So if you raise them and write, they're going to give you some direction sometime. Don't be hard-headed like me. Sit down, be quiet. My daughter said we were looking for a house. She said, we're going to get a blue house. I said, there's not that many blue. Shut up and get in the back seat. We got a blue house, okay? Don't discount what your children say, okay? God bless y'all, and, and give them one more hand clap as they exit the stage and I'm going to preach my two hours and then we're going to baptize 30 people so McDonald's will still be open. Just kidding. Come on relax. Take a deep breath. He's just playing. This is probably going to be the shortest message you ever hear me preach but it's still just as powerful because it's the Word of God. And listen to me. You need to be a follower of Jesus. We're going to make sure today that you're a follower of Jesus. We got to follow Jesus. There's, there's no other and it's in you to want to follow somebody. You know what? I I, I tell the crazy story. I started dipping skull when I was in the fourth grade, and I was following people. I had great grandmothers that dipped snuff. Okay, they had a spit cup on the ironing board. I'm talking about country, you know, we live so back far in the country. The June bug showed up in September. So, but you follow people and they'll get you in trouble. But when you follow Jesus, you never get in trouble. Okay. And we need to be a follower of Jesus. And so there are three ways to follow Jesus. And, and, and uh, it's in the Bible, and uh, it's, it's three baptisms, even. And that's what we're going to talk about real quick. The three baptisms that are in the Bible. Number one, if you got notes or need sermon notes, wave them. But anyway, number one, to be baptized in the body of Christ. Baptized, to be immersed. Baptiz- baptized means immersed. When you get saved, you're baptized into the body of Christ. You become a member. We become family. And and, you become a part of the body. The hand can't say to the feet. If you ever read that in Corinthians, I have no need of you. The eye can't say to the ear, I have no need of you. And some of y'all think I'm just a little toe. I'm tired of that. You know what? I got the answer to that. Let me get my hammer and hit your little toe and see how important it is. You ain't going to walk for a month because I can use a hammer. But the point is, you're important. Well, I'm not that important. I'm just the armpit. Well, we put deodorant on you, and you're still a part of the body of Christ. Come on. And so, listen, see, we sell ourselves because of, we've been born into sin, and we, we've been born into a negative atmosphere. We do not count ourselves worthy. Well, it's not my righteousness that I'm standing in today. It's Jesus' righteousness. He fulfilled the law. He kept the Ten Commandments where I couldn't. And you say, well, I didn't. I've never killed. I've never murdered anybody, Pastor Brett. If you've ever gossiped, you did. Come on. Every one of us are without, or, or with sin. Every one of, the only one that, who was without sin was Jesus, okay? And so he's our champion. Virginia Tech, women's basketball, all they made the top 16. Woo, and when they win, some of y'all going to go, we won, and you didn't even go to the game. You wasn't even on the court. I wasn't there 2,000 years ago, but Jesus died on the cross for me. He's my champion. Come on, he's my champion. And I'm standing in the work that he did for me. Man, he's, he, you know, he, he pay, bought and paid, paid paid for us. And that's a secret. Put up 1 Corinthians 12, 13 real quick. And it says, for by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, uh, that means whether religious or not, and, and whether slave or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. i want to tell you a little secret. You didn't decide to follow Jesus until the Holy Spirit drew you, said, hey, you need this Jesus. I remember at eight years old, I'm like, and I went to a vacation Bible school and it was all over me. I, I need this Jesus. I need to pray and accept Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. And I had my mama call the, the pastor, and the pastor came to my house, and we sat on a bench in the backyard. And he had me, he led me to Jesus, taught me in-depth a little more about what it was like to, to receive Jesus. And I prayed a prayer, and Jesus came into my life. And the life of God came in me. And the Holy Spirit came in me. Without the Holy Spirit, if we just read it. By one spirit, without the Holy Spirit, you can't get saved. And you know what people like about our church is we have the Holy Spirit. You can sense the love of God and the peace of God because we're family. We're all family, and we'll accept you and love on you. And so here it is. This happens. This is how we get saved and become a member of the body of Christ. In Romans 12, 5, look at what it says on the screen if you can. So we being many are one body in Christ, individual members of one another. You know, your finger's important. Well, so is your elbow on your, the, you know, your elbow, too. We all have a part. We all have a place. That's what you've got to do is find your place in God. But it starts through salvation. We've got to get saved. So so I, I, I've i got uh, an example. I got. A, you know how hard it is to find a cigarette lighter in church? <laughs> I have these guys running all over the place trying to find a cigarette lighter. And, you know, let me go ahead and say this, too, you know. Uh, smoking won't send you to hell. You just smell like it. It's just a bad habit, okay? It's a bad habit. But anyway, God wants to put his fire on the inside of you. Are you with me? God wants to put his fire on the inside of you, his spirit, his salvation. And sometimes, sometimes your fire goes out. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, but well, let's talk about it right now. I got another lighter. i you know, telling you, we gotta, when your light goes out, here it is. Sometimes you have to go help somebody. Sometimes when you can't get it going, you can get somebody to pray for you and bring that fire back in your life. Come on. We need to be stirred up. Let me tell you real quick. They called me and and I was tired. I've been setting up all week for this. It was Friday and Heather calls me and said, hey, they're doing a candlelight vigil. For, for this young man that died in the house fire last week and said their pastor was on his way, but he had an emergency. He, has, he had to go. He can't come. Can you come do it? And I'm like, oh, Lord, yeah. I don't, you know. And so I went down there. There was probably 150 high schoolers, a bunch of parents. And so they asked me to get up and say a few words. And I want to tell you, you're not getting out. I'll tell you what I told them. You're not getting out of this, this, this place alive. None of us are. I know this kid, this young man went too soon. But I want to tell you, young people, you need to know Jesus. This young man, his mama said the only consolation she has, she knows that he loved Jesus. She knows that he accepted Jesus as Savior. And I said, Your only hope for you to go to heaven and see him again is you need to accept Jesus. And I don't know how many raised their hand 75, 80. And we, I led them in a prayer and told them to get in church somewhere, I, but led them in a sinner's prayer to, 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 to accept Jesus. Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, what, do I, what am I supposed to believe in my heart? That Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for my sins. But it's not this knowledge that we want. We want the Holy Spirit to come into our life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our salvation. We need that Holy Spirit to draw us. So right now, we're going to do an altar call, and I want you to bow your heads. Are you sure that if you died today, I'm not trying to put nothing heavy on you, but if you died today, would you go to heaven? Me, I'm going to crawl through there crying excited, and excited that I made it, that I'm there. I'm going. But I don't care what your age is. Are you sure you know Jesus? So with your head bowed, I want you to look at your heart. Do you feel the Holy Spirit like, you know what, you need to, you need to get pastor to pray with. You need to pray with a pastor. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I see your hand. If I, Anybody else? We need a commitment. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand over here, sir. Anybody else? Let's get right with God today. Come on, let's ask God for a fire to come into our life, that we get on fire. I see your hand. John Wesley said, I see your hand. John Wesley said, I'm going to set myself on fire for Jesus and let everybody come watch me burn, and I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Let's all pray this together. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins. Put a fire in me, Lord, to live for you, to serve you all the days of my life. I'll not look back I need you in Jesus name. Sing it one more time. I have decided Come on let's sing follow Jesus
3: I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow
0: Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. All right, all right. Let's, let's move forward. Let's go to number two real quick. If you lifted your hand and you want to get baptized, you can get in line today. We've got extra towels. We'll make it happen. Number two is to be baptized in the waters. what we're about to do here in just a minute. You know, people that don't have the life of God, they become religious. And then they make rules. How many of you know the Jewish people had, there was Ten Commandments, but they had, oh, they added to it. And you see today, if you're not baptized, if the preacher didn't stand on his left foot, you ain't going to make it to heaven. Baptism has nothing to do with making it to heaven. The thief on the cross wouldn't have made it because he didn't get baptized. Oh, he must have been baptized somewhere. Yeah, you're making it up now. It's what you believe in your heart. I've seen people on their deathbed in the hospital accept Jesus, and their whole countenance changed. I know people that on their deathbed that they they couldn't talk. They were in a coma, and somebody talked to them about the Lord, and they began to cry. You know God and the Holy Spirit was doing something on the inside. But this is an outward work. This is Jesus' command to be baptized to tell everybody, because sometimes you can get saved and not have any tears and any joy. You just know that you know, but you get baptized to declare everybody, hey, I'm saved. I'm a child of God. This is the work of God. And it's dying to the old life and being raised to new life is what the Bible says. You know what? The ships are burning. I'm not going back. You know, I'm not going back. And so that, that's all it's about. And Matthew 28, 19 said, Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so when I baptize people today, I'm going to say according to your profession of faith, and you're not going to be able to hear me because I can't wear this microphone. And, and I'm going to say, according to your profession and faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of His Son, Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to baptize people. And it's an outward showing that what God has done, you know, people, you need to show. You need to be able to tell it. When I got saved at eight years old, I told all my friends, man, I got saved because there was a fire in me. I was on fire. I wanted to tell everybody, you need to come go with me. You need Jesus too. You know, the young man that was, that, that was killed in that house fire, he was a witness like that. He told his friends that. So, so, so here we are, and, and, and it's just baptism is, is a symbolic that we're buried with Christ and we're raised again. At the cross, is a bloody mess, but the empty tombs are victory, and we've been raised to life. That's why we sang what we sang. Dead man come out of that grave. Quit going back to your old life. It stinks. That man's dead. You ran, there was a possum run over there over the side of the hospital there. You had your windows down, it got in your car, okay? There's skunks around here too. I don't never in my life. And they get run over and they stink. Well, you know what? Your old man's supposed to be dead and stinking. Quit going back to the old way of life and the old way of thinking. It stinks. Come on, there's newness of life in Jesus. I'm sorry, I can't help, I get funny and it ain't on purpose. Colossians 2.12 said, Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith by the working of God who raised him from the dead. In Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that awesome? So, So our position has changed, Christian. The Bible says you're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Quit looking up like, well, Lord, I'm just lowly down here. No, you're up here. You need to be looking down at your problems and say, problems, huh? Jesus died. That that should be taken care of. Amen? So we're going to release our candidates to go get ready. to you get in line, meet Miss Lisa in the foyer. We're going to let everybody who's getting baptized go. And then we're going to do point three. Y'all better hurry back. Water's getting cold. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody said, go to the river. I said, I'd be the one suffering. I couldn't make it out of the water. I'd be froze. Anyway, number three is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, no. The Holy Spirit wants to, to, to flood you. And the Bible says that, that Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. This is some of the fire I'm talking about. And John, the ba- it's in all three of the Gospels, Mark. Three eleven, uh, Matthew 3.11, Mark 1 eight, Luke 3.16, but we're going to read John one thirty three. John one thirty three. John the Baptist is talking and said, I knew him not, but he that sent me, talking about God sent him, John the Baptist, to baptize with water. The same said unto me, upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire or the Holy Spirit. The other one said with fire. So, so we, need to be, we need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. So, if you paid attention, one, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. Jesus is the body. We're his body. He's the head. You say, well, you're the pastor. No, I'm an under-pastor. Jesus is the, is the great shepherd, and I'm just an under-shepherd, and, and we're all following him. Every church has a different personality, how God leads the pastor to do things. And so so I'm an under-shepherd, but again, I need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And and Jesus, John the Baptist said, Jesus is going to come baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Well, what what does all that mean? Well, let's just read a couple more before we dig into it. John 20, 22, uh, this is a secret right here. Uh, It says, this is Jesus talking to to the disciples after he was resurrected. The same day, that afternoon, he just appeared into the room. But then he said, touch me. I'm not a spirit. Look at the holes in my hands. Look, look at my, I got a hole in my side. He appeared in the room. He ate with him, and then left and the food went with him. He wasn't a ghost. Guess what the Bible says? Christians are going to be like Jesus. He ascended. He appeared. He disappeared. All this stuff you see on TV, Jesus has already done all that. Be me up, Scotty. He did all that. Come on. Jesus is the greatest superhero that ever lived. So hear me, hear me. And so he took his disciples and he breathed on him. They don't have it on the screen, but he breathed on his disciples because they saw him die. They saw him, he's, he's, he's risen, he's in the room with them, and he went, received the Holy Spirit. They got saved. They got saved. But then there was another work, and you read it in Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10. Uh, all through the Bible, you need to be filled. We need the power of God in our life. We need the power of God because guess what? If you're without the power of God, you're going to quit or you're going to do something stupid. You ever heard a, a preacher che- cheating on his wife, that's something stupid, okay? Kids are gone, I hope, because we don't use that word. But people get stupid because they forget, they get weary, they get discouraged, they get, and they don't have the life of God in them. They don't have no fire not saying not, they can't repent. I'm not saying they're not going to heaven. I'm saying they mess up. We need the life of God in us. We need to have a fire. Man, I, 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 I love to fish. I love to hunt. I love to uh, golf. But you know what? It don't come before Jesus. You can't have anything before God. We need the fire of God. In Luke 24, 49, it says, Behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you, but he will tarry But you tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. There's more power. What I'm saying, there's more. When you get comfortable, hey, I'm good. I'm I'm going to heaven. Uh, There's more. There's more. I always use that example. That door right there is not but three foot wide, and a lot of people. If that's the doorway to salvation, it's a whole big world out there on the other side. Narrow is the way. But how many people are stuck in the door? they straddle straddling the threshold. Whew, I'm saved, but I still got my faith. Hey, I'm saved. Get on out in that new world and let God start leading you and guiding the, the, the funnest life you'll ever live is living for Jesus. It's exciting, the faith life. Amen? So we've been baptized in water. We get baptized. Or actually, we're baptized into the family, we're baptized in water, and we're baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna leave you with this. What does it mean to be totally filled with God? It means that you're abandoning. You abandon yourself to God. Can you be consumed by God? In prayer, and worship and lifestyle, we have to abandon control. It's hard to let go though, because we live a life of control. You know? We control, we want to control. Listen, you're not driving, I am. Because I don't trust her. I need to control it. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not working at that place. you You controlling. How about asking God what you're supposed to do? How about relinquishing control and letting God take you and say, you know what, I want to move you over here. And I'm like, I don't get it, God, I don't get it. But I'm going to follow you, I'm going to trust you. I quit a job one time. I don't ever recommend it. Talking about the pressure of life coming on you. I quit the best job I ever had, but I knew that's what God wanted me to do because I had to be available to take the next one. I'm not recommending this, but I'm telling you, in three weeks, I didn't have a job because God's working through people. And my wife called me. Or actually, I called her on a payphone. This is way back. Your payphone something that you used to stick money in. Some of y'all that don't know. And she said, you found anything? I said, no. And I began to cry. And She started crying because we were in agreement. And I said, listen to me, even if I missed it, God, my God is still big enough to straighten up my messes and my mistakes. My God is able. I'm trusting God. And y'all within that week, I got the best job I ever had. They were a bunch of Christians and nobody even drank coffee. It was crazy. There's nothing wrong with coffee. But it was a Christian people, and we we were blessed. So trust God. Abandon. Can you do that with me? Let me pray over you, and the the people are getting ready. We're going to watch another video real quick. Father, we thank you for the word that we've heard today. Stir in our hearts, Lord God, to follow you. Stir in our hearts, Lord God. Thank you, Father for great and mighty things that are happening in our church and in these people's lives today, even the visitors in Jesus' name, amen.
1: So at this time, we're going to begin the baptism portion of our service. That's what we've been excited about. It's going to be a good day today. Um, All those involved in helping with the service can make their way to the stage uh, while the rest of us turn our eyes to the screen for a video. Go get the
4: book. What exactly is baptism? Well, first, let's talk about what baptism is not. Baptism isn't the same thing as being born again. It's not a way to get to heaven, and it doesn't make God love you any more than he already does. Baptism is simply a way to let everyone know that you've been born again and you've chosen to follow Jesus. It's pretty simple, too. You'll get in some water, and a pastor will say a few things. Then they'll dip you under and bring you right back up. That's all there is to it. Now, you might be thinking, I would love to tell everyone that I follow Jesus, but why do I go underwater? Wouldn't it be easier to tell people with like a megaphone or a giant tattoo on my face? Well, the water is really just a symbol of what happens when we're born again. Going under the water represents our old life being washed away. Coming up out of the water shows that we are starting a new life with Jesus. We do it this way because it's the way Jesus did it. The Bible tells us in Matthew 3.13 how Jesus himself was baptized just like this when he was here on the earth. And since we want to follow Jesus in everything we do, being baptized is an important step to take after we make Jesus our Lord. Think of it like a jersey. When someone is on a sports team, they wear a jersey so that everyone can see which team they're on. When we're born again, we become a part of God's team. But we shouldn't just stop there. Being baptized is like putting on the jersey so everyone can see that we love Jesus and we've chosen to follow him. So if you've been born again and you haven't been baptized yet, what are you waiting for? It's time to put on your jersey and show everyone whose team you're on. All right. Well, um,
1: at last count, we're excited to have 25 people uh, getting baptized this morning. Yeah. If you decided that you'd like to go ahead and join them and be baptized as well, there's still time to do that. If you'd like to do that, make your way to the table back in the back left corner there. And uh, we want to pray with you and uh, get you set up to participate today as well. We want you to be a part of that if you want to be a part of it. Um, So let's get started. Uh, When I call each candidate's name, they're going to make their way on stage to be baptized. And this is exciting, so feel free to cheer for them as they come up here. So first one we have is Brooklyn Brady. Next we have Micah Williams. Next, we have Judah Williams. Next, we have Daniel Harris. Next we have Manasia Harris. You're the the
3: body,
1: Next we have Elena Burton. Next, we have Kellen Burton. Next, we have Emberlyn Williams. Next, we have Hadley Melton. Next, we have Abby Andrasuski. And we'll
3: the no oh, Next, we have Susan
1: Jones. Next we have Ashley Hilliker Next we have Thomas Hilliker Next we have Chelsea Edwards. Next we have Sabra Walls. Next we have Terry Hubble. Next, we have Timothy Goodson. Crash
3: me. There's healing in the water. With a love that flows so deep. Wash over me, wash over me.
1: <laughs> Forgiveness in the water. Next, we have Cassie Krieger. Next we have Lacey Krieger. Next, we have Chris Oliver. I hope it's safe within
3: your name. This we know. This we know. You promise never to forsake. What you began, you will sustain. This we know.
1: Next, we have Deontay Brown. Next we have Joe Haga. Next we have Mary Harris. We to
3: Rise,
1: Next we have Jeremy Arms. Next, we have Jeremy Shelton. We one edition here we're getting a shirt for real quick. Um, but just a reminder what Pastor Brett said, what this is all about is we're symbolizing something amazing that's happened inside of every one of these people. So this is something to be genuinely excited and celebrate right now. These are lives that are changed forever. So give it up for everybody one more time while we're waiting on that. We have a T-shirt coming from the back right now. So. Let's everybody get up for Amelia Hayes.